What up, people? It is Tuesday, August 25th. My name is B. Hill, and this is the Just My Opinion podcast. So let's talk. Um, here I am once again uh, discussing the murder of two black men. Well, I take that back the murder of one black man and the shooting of a second in a matter of weeks by the police. Um, and I want to take these each case individually because I have some pretty strong opinions about both. Uh, the first one happened in Louisiana. Trayford Pellerin uh, was walking down the street. Based on the video, he was walking down the street uh, with the knife in his hand. The police were following him, asked him to drop the knife and to stop. Uh, he approached a gas station, the entrance of a gas station and the video kind of pans away. You hear the shots, the video goes back to the action, and um, you see Trayford dead and a police standing around. Now, let me preface this both both shootings by saying I don't know the details of either one. I just know what I saw on the video. So my opinion is strictly based on what I saw in the video uh, and nothing else. I don't have any details about either case. So let me say that. Let me put that out there first. This is just my opinion based on what I saw in the video. So to Trayford Pellerin, um, he was shot and killed by the police. The second one is Jacob Blake. And I forgot what state that happened in. But I know everyone has seen this for the most part. Uh, don't know what the initial issue was and why the police were called. But it shows him walking from around his car from the passenger side of his car. Two police officers following him with guns drawn. One police officer is pulling on his shirt. He opens his car door, leans in to get in, um, I'm assuming. But he was shot seven times in the back. Um, but apparently he's still alive. Uh, he's in stable condition and is paralyzed from the waist down. Um, so my opinion on both of these shootings are they're both tragic and horrific. Uh, me being a black man, uh, I've been profiled by the police before. And I know I've stated this on a previous podcast. In situations dealing with the police, my main concern is going home. And if there's something that happens during that interaction, I can live to fight it another day. Um, Right now, as a black man, my thought is, it seems to be that being black is already a strike against me and a strike against black men because officers seem to immediately be a little more aggressive with minorities. Um, And at this point, we cannot give them any reason to pull that trigger because we know they don't need a reason to do it and to get off or not be charged anyway. Hence, Breonna Taylor. Um, But if you're walking down the street with a knife in your hand, a weapon in your hand, and apparently they did try to tase Trayford and it didn't phase him, um, that's not going to go well. That's not going to be a good ending. And for Jacob Blake, um, you know, walking away from the cops and getting in your car, that's not going to end well. And I'm not blaming any, either one of them for their deaths. I'm not. Because I think there are other ways they could have been handled. Uh, both cases, these men should still be here. Um, Jacob Blake should still 
he should never have been shot. They could have tased him, pepper sprayed or something like that. Um, Trayford, they could have pepper sprayed him or something. There are other means they could have used. But my opinion is, for me, my job is to go home and see another day and live to fight another day. I'm not, I don't really mind them being disrespectful because it's just words. But walking away or pulling away from the cops or walking around with a knife in your hand as a black man, that's exactly why I don't think either one of these, none of the officers involved will be charged with anything. I just, police officers nowadays, if they're trained in de-escalation tactics, when it comes to minorities, you rarely see that, the de-escalation tactics used. Uh, again, I can only go based on what I saw in the videos, um, but my personal objective in any interaction with the cops is to make it home. That, that's just my opinion, and I know people will disagree with that, um, and that's fine. It, it's my opinion based on what I saw, and that's all it is, an opinion. Um, but I'm praying for both families. I'm hoping Jacob, praying that Jacob makes a recovery. Um, these were senseless shootings. Uh, should have been avoided, but they weren't. But again, I just... Because the argument becomes, and what you're seeing now is, the whole you should comply narrative from people that aren't minorities. That's the first thing they say, well, if you would have complied, or if they would have complied, you know, none of this would have happened. And we know that's a bullshit argument. We know it. We've seen it time and time again where minorities do comply, they still get shot, and they still die. So, and of course, the trickle-down effect from that is the marching, and now you're seeing, uh, I think, some places got burned, uh, some buildings got burned last night, and you have people that'll say, um, protests shouldn't turn into riots but also I would challenge that with saying arrest shouldn't become murder either um, you know black people are tired of being killed by police officers and nothing happening so it's still early in both cases um, we'll see what happens but I'm 99% sure that neither one will be charged or convicted they may be charged but I doubt if they're ever convicted because they're going to say they fear for their life in both cases. Uh, I'm 100% positive of that. So it's just another tragic um, interaction with the police. And now we're two, well, one, another black man dead and another one paralyzed over something that shouldn't have been. Uh, so that's all I'm going to say about that. I just wanted to give my two cents. And again, all of this is my opinion. Um, last week was the Democratic National Convention, and I didn't watch one second of it. There was no need to. Uh, I know who I'm voting for. I know what I believe in, and there was no need to, to do that. Uh, this week is the Republican National Convention, and just on night one last night, after the fact check, at least over 40% of what was said were either lies, exaggerations, or needed more context. And people were circulating this meme of some of the speakers for the Republican National Convention, and one of the speakers that spoke last night was the couple, the husband and wife, that pulled the guns on the Black Lives Matter protesters who were going through the gated community. Uh, they're charged with felony. 
and they spoke and I'm assuming and I didn't watch any of that either but from what I read they were talking about uh, protecting the suburbs and basically means they don't want black people there and they were just protecting their residents from black people um, and I think they have scheduled the white kid from high school who had the MAGA hat on and the viral picture of him standing in front of uh, an Indian chief and he had this little smirk on his face. Now this kid has won a couple of lawsuits against major news entities uh, and I think he has several more that are lawsuits that are pending um, and I think he's scheduled to speak based on this meme. And people were talking about how ridiculous it is because Scott Bayo and some other D-list celebrities are on the, the speaking engagement list. But in my opinion, having the teenager and that couple was a very smart move by the Republicans. And the reason I say that is because they're not celebrities. Uh, they're regular people who had some type of interaction with what they would deem radical left people and that's going to play to their base and the people on the middle that's going to play to middle America and the DNC part of their issue I think is they have uh, an optics problem having a bunch of celebrities come out and speak on your behalf who can relate to that the regular man can't relate to celebrities uh, talking about how hard things are I think they should have had more regular people who've had some type of life experience like personally I would have liked to see uh, Tatiana Jefferson's family uh, Breonna Taylor's family speak and talk about police reform or something like that um, but again I didn't watch any of it um, so I don't know every speaker that was at the Democratic Convention but I do know that uh, having a bunch of celebrities speak it seems very elitist and it will not resonate with people that are on the fence or in middle America. I do know that for a fact. And I think that's a big reason why Donald Trump won in 2016, along with cheating from Russia and uh, Comey and the email thing at the last minute. But he wasn't a career politician. And what he was saying spoke to middle America. And I think that's a problem with the Democrats. They come across as elitist, as interesting as that is to think. But I think that's some of the portrayal. So having those people there speaking, I think is a good strategy on their behalf. I still can't stand them. Um, I hope this dude is out. But I think that was a smart move. Uh, also, this past week, the dude in the White House called for a boycott of Goodyear, which is an American tire manufacturer. And the reason being is because they don't allow MAGA attire in the stores, but they also don't allow political attire, Biden or anything like that either, but this dude got all hot under the collar and called for a boycott of an American company. How presidential is that, that the president is calling for a boycott of an American company? And the interesting thing about it is the presidential limo has Goodyear tires on it. How hypocritical is that? You are supposed to be the president of everybody. Um, you know, I can go on about that forever, but I've never seen somebody as petty as this dude is, and he, 
how he holds grudges against people. Um, he intentionally does things to her Democratic-run states, and just, he's just unfit. I mean, that's the bottom line. And also, the Postmaster General, Louis DeJoy, he had a couple of hearings this week, and I hate watching the hearings because if it's somebody that the Democrats really want to talk to is real, they will, and the Republicans will say this is all a Democrat plot to to uh, sabotage the election, blah, 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 and vice versa. Um, but in this particular case, listening to Republicans say this dude is just doing his job um, is asinine because I find it to be too much of a coincidence that the dude in the White House started talking about complaining about mail-in voting and universal mail-in voting and how he's against it and all of that stuff this dude decides to start slowing down the mail, uh, regardless of the repercussions, dismantling sorting machines in the post offices. Um, it, it, it's just a little bit too ironic for me to say it's not intentional and that he was following orders. Now, under oath, he said he didn't talk to anybody in the administration about it. Uh, he said that these were plans that were in the works before he got there. But you could have waited until after the election. Uh, just the optics of that, even if it wasn't intentional, is horrible. But personally, I think it was done intentionally. Um, he decided to stop removing the sorting machines, but he did say he would not put them back. And I know a couple of post offices have reassembled them and are using them again. But all of this is an effort to um, to hurt mail-in voting. You know, they, the Republicans keep talking about how it's going to be so much fraud in, in mail-in voting, but they can't prove anything. There are no statistics that actually support that claim. None. I mean, I think the level of fraud in mail-in voting was 1%, 2%, something like that, which is literally nothing. But uh, he's making a big deal out of it, and I think this postmaster general was handpicked. Uh, who also has millions of dollars into um, a competitor of the post office. So it's, it's all just shady, shady politics. And I hope once all of this is said and done, all of these people that supported it and that are involved go to prison. Because that should be considered election tampering, and that should be a federal offense. Um, and one of the last things I wanted to talk about was saw an article about the Golden State Killer. He was sentenced to life in prison last week. And if you don't know who the Golden State Killer is, I can't even think of his name, but um, it's interesting that I saw that article because two weeks ago, there's a, a story on the Golden State Killer on Netflix. It's a series uh, about him. And he killed 13 people. Well, he, he killed 13 and raped over 50 people back in the 70s and 80s was just caught like two years ago so he got away all of that time and what he would do I mean this was one of the creepiest documentaries or shows I have ever seen because of the way he would stalk his victims uh, in some cases he actually went into their residences while they weren't there uh, ate their food you know moved stuff around in the house uh, and then when he came back to rape them or kill them, uh, 
he would be standing at the foot of the bed shining a light, a flashlight in their face. And it got to the point where as he was reading articles about the murders, uh, they were saying that, you know, he only does it to innocent women. Well, he started doing it to, doing it to women when their boyfriend or husbands were at home as well. And what he would do is tie up the man and put a dish, a plate or something on his back. And if he heard the plate rattle, he said he would kill the woman. And that happened multiple times. Like I said, he killed 13 and raped over 50 that are confirmed. Um, It's just such a creepy, creepy story. Uh, If you live by yourself and you're a female, I would not recommend watching this. Uh, That's how creepy it is. I live by myself and it's creepy to me. Uh, But he was sentenced to death. I'm glad he was finally caught because at the time I was watching this show, I didn't even know he had been arrested until after um, I finished watching the series. And lastly, I finally started watching basketball the other day. I haven't watched any other playoff games until Sunday. And the first game I watched the Mavericks against the Clippers. Uh, It was an overtime game. It was an amazing game. Luka Doncic with a buzzer beater in overtime to win the game. Um, So I think I'm going to ride it out the rest of the season. Uh, That was a good game, and I've heard there have been some pretty competitive games. But without the fans, it's it's kind of boring. And football is getting ready to start. Uh, Apparently, some stadiums will allow some fans. So that should be interesting. But uh, I'm just glad that we have some sports coming back sure if we're going to make it all the way through, especially with football. I know a lot of college football has been canceled, um, but I'm just glad we have something that will give some some semblance of normalcy, because right now it's just so much stuff going on. Um, I'm just surprised more people aren't going crazy right now, because right now we have two hurricanes out of the Gulf um, that are supposed to hit Houston. somewhat overlap, so I think they're going to be bombarded with water, uh, and I think we're supposed to get some of the residual from the outer bands here in the Dallas area too later this week, so praying that everybody's safe from that, and finally, I have two verbal middle fingers, uh, the first one goes to Major League Baseball announcer for the Cincinnati Reds, Tom Brenneman, who used a home homophobic slur during a baseball game and it was blatant and clear as day um, and of course he apologized to right after he said it uh, he apologized as they pulled him off the air in the middle of that game but you know when you get caught for something like that it's already oh this is not me it's not something I normally say blah 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 I mean they only apologize because they got caught spelled the n-word out and he later said that it was a typo but if it's autocorrect autocorrect normally predicts words that you normally type when you're texting 
so this is not a one-off um, and of course he had to apologize too but yeah it was probably a mistake but again I think the autocorrect does predict words that you normally type so I don't think this is new to him so both of these idiots I hope you lose your job because you're stupid you both get the rebel middle finger and you deserve it uh, the last thing is the quote for this week and when I read this the other day I found it very profound and um, I thought it was pretty deep so it is the relationship you have with yourself is the most complicated because, because you can't walk away from you you have to forgive every mistake you have to deal with every flaw you have to find a way to love you even when you're disgusted with you I think that's a very deep um, statement and it's a meaningful one as well and like I said when I read it it just kind of spoke to me because I feel like it's true you have to find a way to love yourself even when you're mad at yourself Uh, well that's it for this week as always this is just my opinion God bless peace Thank you.